Thanks for listening to Hallelujah, I Have Breakthrough, hosted by Kiara Bryant. Listen every Wednesday and Sunday as Kiara talks about walking in victory, breakthrough, and overcoming by the Word of God. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Sunday. I hope you guys are having a great day so far. Today, I'm going to be talking about Well, I'm just going to be sharing a testimony with you guys, a little short, quick, teeny testimony. And I do want to say, before I get into anything, I just want to remind you guys, I do not know everything or claim to know everything about the Word of God. So anything that you hear me say here, do not take what I say as the final, um, this is how it is, even if I, I talk like that way, because I'm fully convinced of the things that I believe. In the same way, I'm sure that you're fully convinced of the things that you believe. And if you're not, then maybe sometimes you feel like wishy-washy or like unstable. You feel like an instability in in what you believe. Or maybe you, you just don't even notice it. Maybe it's not that big of a deal to you. But I'm fully convinced of the things that I believe. So before I start talking about this, I just want you to know that whatever I say do not just take my word for it. Always go back to the word of God. And that's with any preacher that you hear. It's with anybody that you hear speaking and preaching and teaching the word of God. You always try what they say with the word. Anyway, so today I'm going to just be sharing a little testimony. And it's so probably very insignificant to you guys because it's like, it's such a small thing. What I'm about to share a testimony about is not anything big or like miraculous or anything like that. But I just want to, I think, I believe that there's something to be learned from whatever I just went through. So I want to share that with you guys. So I guess, I mean, I can back it up to when I started the podcast. So when I started the podcast, my first episode was about 40 minutes long, maybe. No, it was like 25 minutes long, actually. So, and I was recording for about 30 minutes. Yeah, I was recording for about 30 minutes and I edited the episode down to like 25 minutes, I think. And I don't know if you guys could hear it or, I mean, the parts that I had to edit out, my voice was just cracking and it just, it wasn't like clear and I had to stop for like water breaks and stuff. And that was going on for pretty much like the first, couple of podcast episodes where my voice would just give out you know and it, it would start cracking and it, it was just like scratchy and it just sounded it didn't sound good and I would start to like lose my voice while I was talking I always made it through to the end of the episode but my voice was just kind of shot after that like I my my throat hurt and I just I needed water and it didn't sound good when I was talking So I dealt with that for the first couple of podcast episodes and I talk about it a lot, but again, me and my best friends, we pray every Thursday. Like obviously we have our own prayer time outside of that, but that's when we come together and we pray about things and um, minister to each other and things like that. One day, and I, I hadn't told my friends any of this. I hadn't told my friends about this, but this is when I was starting to take the podcast seriously. It was probably in like November, October, somewhere around that time. Yeah, it was in like October because I remember I went to the minister, ministers and leaders conference 
at Pastor Ronnie Howard Brown's church, the river at Tampa Bay. I came back that week and my voice was just like completely gone. Before that week that I went, my best friends laid hands on me and one of them said God was going to strengthen my voice. He was going to strengthen me, strengthen my, my vocal cords. She rebuked the enemy off of me and said that God was strengthening my my voice. And I was like, wow, like I didn't tell her that I had a problem with uh, with my voice going out while I was doing the podcast because it was specifically for the purpose of the podcast that she she prayed that thing. So it was very prophetic. But um, yeah, she prayed that. And then the next week, like I just said, I went to the Ministers and Leaders Conference and I think I was coming down with like a cold anyway at that point. And then I got, yeah, so I was sick and my voice left and then I was trying to worship the Lord and it was just like very bad timing for all of it. Like, because I wanted to sing, I wanted to sing to God and I was doing that with my voice already gone. So obviously, you know, you singing on top of your voice already being lost, it doesn't make it any better. My throat was killing me that entire trip. And even after I got back, it was, it was, my voice was gone for about a week after we came back. Yeah. And I think that was actually the last time that something like that ever happened to me because one of my favorite pastors, he, I guess, I mean, he's an evangelist, but he just got a, or he just opened his church a few months ago in January. And he says that when the enemy, like once you pray and declare things and speak things in faith and you rebuke him, he leaves, the enemy's gone, but he will try to manifest himself one last time. Like, cause he, he doesn't go, you know, just like, or okay. Like, no, he goes, he goes kicking and screaming. Like he wants to make it seem like, oh, this problem get this, this got way worse. That way he can kind of take you out of your faith. And I'm not doing what he's saying any justice right now, but like, if you pray for somebody and their situation starts to get worse, it's just like, oh, I prayed and now it's getting worse. But it's really just the enemy giving it like one last final kind of thing before he heads out on his way. So that's what that was, because my voice ever since then, ever since October, I when they prayed that over me and when I got my voice back that one last time, like I haven't dealt with that. My voice has always been the same throughout the episode my voice my throat doesn't hurt when I'm done recording so yeah basically anyway I haven't dealt with that since then and I never will in Jesus name I'm grateful that that's never come back and it never will praise the Lord so it almost was like after that point I would get sick like I would get like a cold And it's happened a few times since then. Like, it's actually a little bit ridiculous how many times I've gotten sick since October up until right now. And it's really annoying, but I was like, okay, at least my voice is still here. At least I can still record. Like, maybe I sound a little bit stuffy, but at least I have my voice. At least I can talk. I got sick maybe about almost, I want to say it's been two weeks. I can't really remember. Maybe a week and a half at the least. I was sick. My nose got stuffed up. My voice was still here, but I didn't have any other symptoms other than like a stuffy, like I was congested. That was it. I was congested with, you know, mucus, but I didn't have any other symptoms like no headaches, no fever. Um, My voice was fine. I was fine. I didn't have any kind of thing at all. 
but obviously like me believing what I believe I believe in divine healing I believe in walking in divine healing I believe that there is never a day in my life that I ever have to be sick I don't believe even something as small as a as a cold even something as small as congestion or allergies or anything like that I don't that doesn't belong to me because even something as small as that Jesus died on the cross for that he died on the cross and he bore our sickness he bore our disease he bore our sins on the cross he took stripes for our physical healing and by his stripes I am healed I was healed 2,000 years ago on the cross that was nailed to the cross So I don't believe that there's ever anything that you ever have to be sick with or have to deal with or cope with or anything like that. But I was just kind of like complacent because at least I had my voice. At least the enemy couldn't take my voice. But he took my health in a different way. And I allowed it. I, I am not ashamed to say that I allowed him to take my health. Not ashamed to say that. And then, okay, so obviously like me being me and me being like me believing what I believe, I rebuked it. And I thank, I thank God for my healing. I declared this, the word, I declared the scripture over myself. I declared that I was healed and that it's by his stripes that I was healed. I declared Psalm 91 over me. All like all the things that I talked to you guys about, I was doing that for myself. I don't just say these things because I believe them, but I actually walk them out. I don't, I don't get on here multiple times a week and talk to you guys about things that I don't even put into practice myself. Everything that I talk to you guys about, I put into practice myself. So last week, or sorry, this week, me and my friends, we were at our friend's house and we were praying and my friends were like, yeah, we should pray for Kiera and this cold or whatever it is. And they started rebuking it and it just my note like they they were they were rebuking the sickness rebuking the the congestion any other symptoms um they were they were rebuking that but it wasn't working and i'm not ashamed to say that maybe it was my faith it probably was cuz i just i wasn't receiving it in the moment like the anointing was present but i was not receiving it And while we were praying, I heard the Lord say, you got to praise me for this. You got to praise me for it. And I was like, what? I mean, I was like, the the word works. Like, I'm I'm not about to do that right now. Like, I thanked you for my healing. I'm not about to get up and start praising you for this right now. Because like, in the back of my head, it wasn't like, I don't want to praise God. I don't want to praise him for this. It didn't even happen yet. That's not what my thinking was at all, because I know that the kingdom of God works differently. I talked about that in my second episode of the podcast called Breakthrough. We carry that. So I knew that I should I should have praised him. I knew that. I just didn't want to look stupid because it was going to be like, okay, if I pray, if I get up and praise you right now, what if it doesn't work? Like what? And obviously that's called a lack of faith. For those of you that don't know, if God tells you something and you say in your mind, what if that doesn't work? That is called a lack of faith. So I'm not ashamed to say it. That was a lack of faith in my on my part right there. Plain and simple. I did not believe God. I did not believe his word. I did not believe that if I praised him, 
then he was going, then the manifestation, the full manifestation of my healing was going to come in that moment. So obviously that moment passed by and some other stuff started happening. So we just kind of went with the flow, but yeah, I wasn't praising. I wasn't like, I didn't do that. I, I was disobedient. I didn't do it. So the next day, which was Friday, yep, yesterday was Friday, I was at my best friend's house again, but I was doing some work because I work for her husband, and I was doing some work at their house. Nobody was home. I just remembered what God had told me the night before about praising him, and I was watching another, like, sermon almost but it had nothing to do with divine healing it was just like the Lord spoke to me in that moment which was really cool because that doesn't happen to me often where I'm like not in the still quiet where I can hear like the Lord speak to me so I mean it I'm not saying it never happens but I'm saying like it's not often like I I'm one of those people who likes to get in the quiet to hear the voice of the Lord So it was just really like, I don't know. It was God, obviously. So he spoke to me and he was like, you should praise me for your healing. And I was like, okay. So in that moment, I entered his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. I put on the garment of praise. And I I also talked about that, I think, in the, the second episode of the podcast that I just mentioned. And I just started magnifying, glorifying, praising God for who he was, praising him just for how great he is. I was just praising him. It had nothing to do with, I wasn't going on and on about the sickness. I wasn't going on and on about the healing. I was just praising him for who he is. And after that, like it went from joy and it didn't turn to sorrow, but it just like when you cry because of how grateful you are for him, when you're hit with the emotion of like, wow, you are so good. And there's no other way to describe that. You're just purely amazing. And you're a good father. Like you are a great God. And after that, like I, I got hit with a joy and then I started crying. Obviously, like when I was crying, like my nose was running. So I blew it one final time and I could breathe. Because every time I blew my nose, it was like I I would blow it and then it it wouldn't it wouldn't clear out. The congestion would stay no matter how much I blew it, it, it. The congestion wouldn't go anywhere. It wouldn't budge. So I blew it that one final time and it cleared out like I could breathe in and I could breathe out of both nostrils perfectly fine. And I was like, wow, I wonder how long ago that could have happened because I was dealing with that for a week like I said, like, this isn't like a a great, like huge, big testimony or anything like that. But it's big for me, because if I'm gonna do the things that God has called me to do, if I'm going to pray for people who have like terminal illness, and terminal disease and pray for people to be restored and um, recreative miracles and, and things like that, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have those things happen, around me if I want to see that happen around me if I want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover first of all you have to believe because that's what Jesus says you have to believe and then second of all you should before you see somebody cured of a terminal illness or a miracle happen 
maybe you should be walking in divine healing yourself. And I'm not saying you have to be completely healed in order to pray for somebody. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that you should be walking in divine healing yourself. You should believe it for yourself. If you can have those things, like if those things are happening for you, because believing for yourself is always harder than believing for somebody else. And there's no amount of believing that I can do to get somebody healed. That person has to believe on their own. But when you carry the anointing, their disbelief, their unbelief, it doesn't really matter because the anointing is so strong. All they have to do is reach out and receive it under the anointing. I was just like, I wonder how long ago this could have happened. And it's, it wasn't like condemning or anything like that. It was just like, what, why didn't I do this before? Like, I know the things, I know these things and not in a prideful way. Like, oh, I know everything about the word of God. I know like, cause no, I don't, I don't know everything when it comes to the word of God. I'm nope, I don't. But if I talked about it on the podcast about putting on the garment of praise and praising before you see something and how the walls of Jericho fell down before they even, or that they praised the Lord, that they shouted to the Lord before they even saw the walls of Jericho come down. Because God said, or Joshua said, shout for the Lord has given you the city and the walls of Jericho hadn't even fallen down yet. Like if I speak about those things, if I talk about those things and I believe those things, I should have known to do that in my own situation and it just it got me thinking about like how we are always as believers whether you're going into full-time ministry part-time ministry or not ministry at all we should always be in tune with the spirit of God because that could have happened for me the very first day when I woke up because I rebuked it and I stood on and declared and professed and proclaimed the word I did that but no manifestation of the healing was coming. I knew that I was already healed. But the full manifestation hadn't come. So from there, I should have been like, okay, I'm not going to walk by my feelings. I'm going to praise the Lord. And if I had been in tune with the Spirit, if I had been in tune with Holy Spirit at the time, I definitely would have seen that thing come to pass immediately instead of a week and a half later. I don't know how I'm not an expert on sickness and disease or illnesses or anything, but I don't think I've never had a cold go away. I've never had sinus congestion stop in the middle of a day. It's always when I wake up the next morning, I'm like, oh, I feel better. It's always like overnight. I, you don't start feeling better in the middle of the day. That's I mean, at least that is that's it's been that way for me. It's usually like you go to sleep, you wake up, oh, I can breathe. No, it happened in the middle of the day, which it was just like, and it happened right after I did that. So I knew it was the Lord. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. This stuff, it really works. And God is no respecter of persons. If it worked for me, it'll work for you. If it worked for people, and I know it's just like congestion, but attach your faith to the word of God because it doesn't just work for congestion. It works for anything. Like the woman with the issue of blood, she blood for 12 years constant hemorrhaging for 12 years it never stopped but the second that she touched the the hem of Jesus garment immediately the flow of blood stopped there are so many other big things in the bible and outside of the bible that people have have been healed of because of the lord 
He doesn't care how big or how small the problem is because God is bigger than it all. He is the name above every name. He is exalted above all things. So take that today and do what you want with it. Again, like I said, try everything that I say by the word of God. But miracles, signs and wonders and divine healing and divine health. Again, take it to the word of God. But those things cannot be explained away in the word. You see it time and time again. Divine healing is for today. It wasn't just for the Old Testament, but it was for the New Testament. It was for when Jesus was here and even after Jesus ascended. I'm going to make a little shift here, but I'm going to go to Luke chapter 4, verse 17. And if you guys want to, if you have your Bible or if you have your Bible app, you can flip with me there and read this along with me. And I'm going to be reading in the New Living Translation. And I'm actually going to start at verse 14. So Luke 4, 14. It says, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. He was filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll and handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. He was saying that he was the anointed one, because he was. Christ means anointed one. And he was the one who was going to usher in this, this time, that the Lord's favor has come. Through him, this prophecy was fulfilled. So for those of you who may or may not have heard this term, full gospel, this is the full gospel. We've heard the gospel. If you've been raised in a church, you heard that the gospel is Jesus died on the cross, saved you from your sins so that you wouldn't have to die in hell for an eternity, but you could have eternal life with him. Yes, that is the gospel. That is the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to argue that at all. That's the gospel. Salvation is very important. Eternal life is very important. And I'm not trying to negate that at all. But this is the full gospel that Jesus is, is saying. He says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And what was he going to do? He was anointed to bring good news to the poor. To proclaim that captives will be released that the blind will see and the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. The New King James Version, I don't know, it's just so much, it's so powerful. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So those things apply to anybody. Are you poor? Are you brokenhearted? Are you a captive? Are you blind? Do you need a physical healing? Are you oppressed? 
do you need freedom from any of those things? The gospel is for everybody. Everybody who will accept it, the gospel is for you. So it's not just you get eternal life, but he preached the gospel to the poor. Did he preach the gospel to the poor to make them to to keep them poor? What's the good news to what's good news to somebody that's poor? Maybe that you don't have to be poor or is good news to to the poor that you got to stay poor, but in heaven you'll be rich. I don't think so because it's for here on earth. We can have heaven on earth. That's what Jesus prayed in the Lord's prayer on earth as it is in heaven. So we can have things on earth the way that they're supposed to be in heaven. Nobody's poor in heaven. He was sent to heal the brokenhearted. Are you brokenhearted? Are you brokenhearted over somebody that you've lost? Are you brokenhearted because of the the way that your life turned out? He came to heal that broken heart. He came to give recovery of sight to the blind, to give freedom to captives. What are you a captive of? What are what has you bound? To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Is it mental health? Is it mental disease? Mental sickness? Is it addiction? What are you bound to? And Jesus wants to set you free. So yes, at the end of your life, you will have an eternal life. You will have a full life in heaven and it'll be amazing and it'll be glorious. But those things are for here right now. Jesus does not want you to be brokenhearted here on earth. He doesn't want you to be blind here on earth. He doesn't want you to be physically, mentally, spiritually sick while you're here on earth. He came to restore you back to the way that it was when Adam and Eve walked in the garden. So if there has never been a time that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do that right now and you can have everything that the word of God says that you can have. You are entitled. Once you put your faith, once you put your trust in Jesus Christ, you are entitled to the promises of God. They belong to you because you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. So if you want to do that right now, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I have sinned. I believe in my heart that Jesus lived, died, and rose again just for me. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Holy Spirit, give me the power the grace and the anointing and strength to live for you the rest of my life here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you are now a child of the Most High God. You are now a child, a son or a daughter of the King. He takes off those old filthy robes and he puts new robes on you. Clean robes he clothes you in righteousness is what he clothes you in he puts a crown on your head you are now a prince or a princess of the most high king and you're seated in heavenly places right next to jesus christ you are a joint heir with our elder brother jesus christ and you are righteous you are restored you are restored and you are redeemed You are no longer the same person that you used to be yesterday. You are a new creation today. The Bible says that the old has passed away and the new has come. It says, behold, all things have become new. So you are a new person. 
and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys so much and I'm so grateful for everybody who's supporting the podcast. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at H-I-H-B podcast and subscribe to the podcast and click the notifications. That way you get updates and notifications whenever I upload a new podcast episode. I love you guys. Bye.